Happy Halloween and welcome back to the zone. We got a lot to talk about this week on the show. We've got some news. We've got all kinds of fun stuff to talk about from this past weekend when we were up at Scaricon at Turning Stone in Syracuse, in Verona, New York. First thing we're going to do is we're going to introduce today's panel. With me, as usual, we've got my co-host, Rich. Hey, what's up, guys? Also, you've heard us talk about him. It's the first time that he's been on the show. We have got Rafe. Hello, gang. And then we also have somebody that's kind of become uh, our, our weekly guest on the show. He's working his way into be also becoming one of my co-hosts here. We've got from the Three Fat Nerds podcast, we got Ron. What's going on, horror nerds? So, you know, as we were saying uh, off air, we got a lot to talk about this week. Uh, might as well start with some news. Some some big news uh, that was coming out this week uh, on the heels of the Halloween movie that's done so well. First of all, we're up to nearly $200 million dollars in that movie awesome big money big money uh so much so that a little actress you may have heard of a little star of the movie her name is jamie lee curtis she was supposed to be having her final battle with michael and all of a sudden she wants to do another movie she wants more she does want more she what do you guys a, think she wants another one of them big fat paychecks is what she wants <laughs> yeah, yeah it's a head nothing nothing against nothing against it take them while you can uh i'd have no problem with it make me go back and see the sequel yeah. I don't say that much. It'll be interesting. I mean, maybe she's found a connection. Obviously, she mentions Gordon Gordon Green quite David a bit. David Gordon Green. Yeah. yeah um, so it, she might have just latched on like she did with Carpenter. Like, this is a, they're a muse. And right. Kinda, yeah. And that's what she said, too. She said that she wouldn't do it unless he came back to direct it. Yeah. And I believe that she wants Danny McBride I think it's, to write I think it. it's, it's, it's funny that we never remember... David Gordon Green's first name or middle name or last yeah, I was name. Just Gordon. It's always, it's always one of them we forget. we forget. Gordy. I was calling him Joseph Gordon Green last <laughs> week. So. Joseph Gordon Levitt? Yeah. Basically, that's where I was getting it from. Um, but yeah, a lot of money. A lot of money. Uh, what do you guys think of a of another sequel? Uh, Rafe's a big fan of the movie. What do you think? I'm excited. I know uh, as far as my assessment of the movie, it uh, it wasn't a slasher movie. It was an art movie with the Halloween characters in it, and I do appreciate that take. But I do want more. I want. Uh, I think they could do a better job, and it would be cool to see the same aesthetic because it was shot well. The performances were good. It would see. It would be cool to see some of those things more well developed. Now I'm going to put you on the hot seat here a little bit. Your review on the website was the complete opposite of my review. Yes. I gave the movie a 2 out of 10. You gave it a 9 out of 10. Yes. How could you make a 9 out of 10 a better film? Uh, 9 out of 10, I mean, just because that's actually a really good question. Um, there were some inconsistencies. There was some pacing issues. You know, there, there, were, uh, there were moments, I think, that uh, could have been you know, focused on a little bit more to build suspense. I know you said there was no suspense. There is, I would say there is some, there are some suspenseful moments, but um, yeah, I think, I think uh, some of the characters could use more development, especially um, uh, what's her name? The daughter, uh, Karen or whatever. I believe Karen was the character's name. Karen was the Judy character's Greer. Judy Greer. Yes. Judy Greer. She was stale. Um, and, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I just see more with the granddaughter. Yeah, the granddaughter. She was a great character. I read the novelization of this this past weekend, and actually, the novelization is a better version of the story. It's more. It felt more like a slasher, and it was very well paced and very thrilling. 
you know, actually I put the book down. I was like, I'm glad I read that. You know, that's good. That's so good. hopefully they would take that as a schematic and use that more. I, I don't know where the characters would go though. Well, actually I read something the other day about that. Uh, we were, one of my biggest criticisms and one of the things we talked about on the last show was that the boyfriend, you know, they, they built just up vanished. the character and he just kind of disappeared. Um, they actually said that they already knew what they wanted to do with that. They purposely left that character the way that they did because they wanted to get into more with him. They have, they have plans for that character in the sequel. Yeah. Uh, they also want to get, and I don't know if you guys had caught this. I think we did talk about this on the last show, but that character's father was supposed to be Lonnie who was the bully kid that was in the original movie that was one of the three kids bullying Tommy in, in the movie. Um, yeah. You didn't get to meet Lonnie in this, but um, Karen's husband was talking a lot about him. I guess he was supposed to be one of the other three kids or something. Yeah. But uh, that's something that they have plans for in a sequel. Maybe yeah, and I know Danny McBride has even said, like, when they wrote this, they already had at least one other movie in mind before they even filmed yeah, this one. They were going to film it back-to-back -back with this one. And it just felt like there were so many rushed moments, the opening credits like the before the opening credits like that scene at the sanitarium um it's just kind of boom it was done you know nothing really happened there it was kind of cool to see like all the crazies going nuts especially with the influence of michael but then it just you know abruptly ended there were yeah. a lot of abrupt things that i just wanted more of okay now mind you i'm not gonna i'm not condoning i'm not gonna i'm not gonna go too far down this rabbit hole but what if what if Michael died? What if he did? What if he dies in the fire and the new Michael Myers is Tommy Doyle? I would love something. And that like would be that. how it would tie in. So therefore you would end up with you would end up with that. Yeah, the other way. What if it's the granddaughter? She's holding well, on to the knife at the end while they're in the back of the truck. Yeah, that goes death grip. So I'm thinking it's the daughter. That would be cool. And then she kill finally kills him. Especially in reference to Halloween 4 with Jamie. I was just thinking that. Because that's, yeah. that's awesome. And that's where they should have gone originally. Yeah. They should have just had Michael be gone yeah. and had her be Michael, yeah. essentially. But this one, and Zombie latched onto and, that and, a little bit. And it bit. being a, a female, of a tall female. She's yeah. taller than most people in that movie. And she's gripping onto the knife at the end while they're riding in the back of the yeah truck it it plays, plays into the trauma yeah. yeah well you know again on the heels of of all this uh halloween news there was some other news that came out uh kind of riding on the coattails of this halloween success robert england who most of you may know as freddy krueger frederick at least the real <laughs> freddy krueger uh he and heather langenkamp uh, have both come out this past week and said that they are both interested in making another Nightmare on Elm Street movie. No judgments, but I was just a little nervous when you said coming out. So, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, sorry. That's all right. I, I had to throw that joke in there. Uh, Judging from New Nightmare, I mean, uh, New Nightmare was excellent. It really was. I love that movie. So do I. It's I would love more of them together. I'd love to see it too. And they had a good chemistry in the original movie. Yeah. I, I have no issues with it. The whole thing of you can even set up getting a new friday or new um freddy cooer too you can at the end or something have a morph into something somebody else or a couple of the dream sequences oh are you talking about what is his interview yeah like in one dream sequence it is a different actor being freddy but he's still the main freddy yeah and, that you, is so, that something way, he's they, talked a lot about so over the years. you can actually pull that off and with him at the helm 
being in that movie, he could give the people their taste of like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, because it could be that's a, guy a genius, and genius thing, Ron. Kid in a baseball cap or whatever. This is why we pay each, Ron the big bucks <laughs> to yeah, be on horror. Each zone, uh, mind would process Freddy yeah, differently, exactly, and, right. and that's how he's been proportionate. And with him being, you know, back as Freddy Krueger, it brings us all. Just back. have him direct it too. Yeah, but, but, but it brings us <laughs> why all. Not? Back, it brings us all back to the to it because we're all sit there for that. Yeah, in yeah absolutely. And we'd go and we'd be like, and then all of a sudden you get. You know, Freddie with a baseball cap and, and a like baseball a glove Freddy. or a little yeah. boy. Or, you know, it would be very or, interesting to yeah. see that. I mean, De- Derek would freak out with a doll, Freddie. So you know, <laughs> that my friend Trista would too. Actually, she's a huge Freddie fan. Thinks that it's the greatest thing ever. So you know, she's she's all for. It. She posted something on Facebook about that too. So it's it's uh, got people's attention. What uh, would be really cool is if Freddie, you know, Robert England's character wasn't Freddie, but just a person these people know, and he like, kind of comes through. That, that works that too. Way. I like that idea too. You could do that too. There's I, so many I'm a ways. fan. I, fan, I, yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I. I don't care how it happens. Since I'm just a fan. As long as we get another Freddy movie. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, I, I was a fan of him on the Goldbergs. Uh, so you know, I haven't seen awesome. that yet, but I plan on watching it. But I heard it was excellent. It, it Such was. a great episode. Although he did look like old Freddy. Like old. The, like the he makeup looked, he looked, looked weird. He looked like he was old. Like well, Freddy he was just weird. saying something last week. I read an interview with him where he said that he's a lot more barrel chested. He's put on weight. He he, he kind of criticized I, himself a little bit and I, said how different. I didn't mind that part of it. I think that uh, one of the things that I will say is that like the 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 makeup was good, but as he's getting older, you can tell. But that's nice that Freddy's aging. Like let's be honest, even in the dream world, you got to age a little bit. And what's so. scarier, a ger- the geriatric Freddy Krueger or like? The fully healthy one. I don't know because I feel like it's like Batman. He's gonna get to that point where he's just grizzled and tired of crap. Well, plus, when so, you get older, you might get so more miserable. Like, when you get older, get more you get grumpier. <laughs> <laughs> get off my lawn. Yeah. You know, oh, that'd be a great story right there. Way kills people. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And you know, keeping with this, you might as well keep talking about it. All these slashers that want to make a comeback. More news came out this week that there is plans for another Friday the Thirteenth. Way to go, uh, Jason Blum. Yeah, and mm-hmm. a certain somebody is involved in that. LeBron James. LeBron James uh, going to be producing the next All Friday the, the 13th. <laughs> I'm sure that Jason Blum will have something to do with it as well. Let's he be honest. seems to have his hand in all of the well, let's be honest. other he, ones he had, right now. Not only does he have his hands in it, but because you are now going into that $200 million uh, territory with a, with a franchise, uh, they're going to start handing you things because... Think about it. Halloween was a pretty much dead franchise for a while. I mean, yeah, it just years. was. Zombie yeah, nailed it. Yeah. He, he, if, if, <laughs> if he, when people are like, was he trying to kill it? Well, even if he wasn't he trying, he, he was did trying. for at least nine years. Now it's viable and, and arguably more healthy than ever. Now, I'm not saying that it's better than the original. Like, don't go, everybody get crazy on it. I'm just pointing out that the fact that it's healthier than ever. No Halloween movie has ever made the amount of money that this one made. And also, I don't think any horror movie. It was the second no, highest grossing horror movie yeah, opened of all time. Now it's the first, I think. No, it's, yeah, the first, it's the first. Movie. Oh, yeah. It's the first overall, but yeah. it's it, it, first overall now. But the opening week, I think it only got beat by a few million. Yeah. But yeah. that was it. But outside of that, it is the highest grossing horror movie as of right now. Period in the in the movie theaters because they don't even even if they open large, they don't have staying power, and it made pretty much just as much money as it did week one as it did week two. Yeah, and so, that's encouraging. Well. I mean, especially, it, it kept, uh, whatever your thoughts might be on the movie, it did keep the uh, the independent spirit, the indie spirit of the original to some extent, because David Gordon Green's like an indie darling. He started with like George Washington and yeah. like all of these really char- deeply uh, studied character dramas. So like, 
that was one of the more interesting aspects of the film. Like the teenage characters felt real to some extent. Um, so like that worked really well in the movie and, and keeping with the like indie aesthetic, I think, you know, they, they really nailed that part of it. And it's cool to see a small movie do great things. Yeah, it really is. It's encouraging, like you said. Um, last piece of news, kind of, again, sticking with the uh, slasher genre here. It's not very big news, but it kind of got everybody leprechaun. thinking a little bit about it. No, not Leprechaun. <laughs> <laughs> that's coming, too. There is a new Leprechaun I'm movie going leprechaun. straight to sci-fi. But uh, Dewey Riley himself, David Arquette, who my, my nerd friends here are very fond of, Dewey. Uh, he kind of dropped a little bit of a, a bombshell that he wants to make another Scream movie. Greatest heavyweight champion yeah. ever. There it is. Ever. That, that's that's a 3FNW oh, shout yes. out since we uh, have crowned him such. And he likes our stuff. So. <laughs> he does. We love you, David Arquette, as we say I, all the time. So I, And, I, I, and I'm a huge stuff. Scream fan. I am too. So I I'm, wasn't as huge ex- a fan of the fourth one, but I, eh. I liked it as the start of a new trilogy, which is what they were planning originally, but it, it just never came to be. And now the it is, is what gone. it is. It is what it is. It wasn't horrible, but it wasn't great. Right. But I, I'd be interested fit. in another one. I, 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 I'm serious. I mean, I've, I'm always interested. In a franchise like that, you have so much room to grow. You could do so much unwritten stuff in, in that franchise. Yeah. Like, you know, there's only, you're handcuffed in like the world of Nightmare on Elm Street. For to an extent, you're handcuffed in the Halloween franchise. You're handcuffed in the Friday. I mean, you can try to break out, but fans tend to rebel against that stuff because there's certain things that you need for them. Chasing but, takes Manhattan. Well, oh, then there you go, rebelling. Them, you know, know, once you start to try to change, bad, <laughs> or how about how about Jason Manhattan. goes to hell? Which one would you think was worse? Because Jason goes to hell is pretty bad. That's a terrible. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I, I prefer him go takes Manhattan. Just a boxing scene alone. Yeah, that's, that's at least true. there's an epic like, scene. Like, that's it. true. Like it's just him Julius. Yeah, just him walking around New York City. Come on, it's just freaking. That stupid. one shot in Times Square is worth the movie. But yeah. still, at the at yeah. the same point in juncture, <laughs> when you go back like and you watch something like Scream, you can you can grow with that movie because you don't have to keep all of the franchise everything. You can change it, and they kind of have a little bit. You know, they've they've messed with the formula a little bit. I mean, usually there's two killers, with the exception of the third one. Yeah, but, but it but, has always been confined to. You know, even though they've they've moved it around the country, it's always been about Woodsboro. It's always mm-hmm. been about Sydney. Yeah, there's, and I think that you need her in the movie, but well, yeah. you could branch it off, and you can, there is a lot more. Or she can finally get hers. She can or, finally get hers. I yeah. thought that's what was going to happen. And then you move it on. You, uh, yeah, but then they tr- they they, 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 then they double around. they double swerved you. Yeah, because originally it's like okay, they're going to get rid of Nev Campbell. This new girl is going to be the new survivor chick, and then it's like wait a minute, nope, she's the killer. She's the killer. And yeah. you know what? As, <laughs> as many problems as I have had with that movie over the years, and how it doesn't really fit in with the trilogy and whatnot, that was the best ending of all of them. She was the best killer. Oh yeah, she was insane. Oh, yeah. I would Absolutely. agree. Over the Absolutely. top, just fantastic. Loved her. And that dude was, and the dude that she was with was the biggest pussy dude ever in the movie. <laughs> well, it was Macaulay. Culkin's brother. I know, but like the way he the way he played that character, like think about it, he was bigger, he was a bigger cow, uh, coward than Matthew Lillard was in the first one. That's yeah. true. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what makes him memorable in the first one. I'm not against it. Yeah. Think about it. Nobody would care about Ma- the, the Matthew Lillard thing with the line with, are you really going to tell my parents? <laughs> my mom and dad are going to kill 
me. Yeah. It's, it's such a great, like, little, you know, so, like, we remember things like that because they were great. And that's, it, it I'm not complaining. It, didn't, it did not work with Rory no. Culkin. He no, was, he was right. too far. Like, there's, there's He's a too line. Matthew Lillard. I, no, no. <laughs> yeah. he, was, he was, he was, he was, too, he was left of Matthew Lillard, if you will. Like, he yeah. really was. <laughs> Lillard played it, like, right to the line of where you had to be a coward. And if you go beyond that, you're like, damn, he's just an idiot. Like, because that's really what it came down to. Like, at least with him, you're like, okay, he's crazy. He's in it with his friend. With with Rory Coughlin's character, he was, like, completely, like, he's her bitch. Yeah. Doing everything she says. Dog. You're yeah. the lap dog. And then you're you're dead. And then you're, you're dead. dead. You're just dead. You really are. So. All right, guys. Well, that's what we have for the news this week. What do you think? Hit us up on Facebook at HorrorZone607 or on Twitter. Soon be an Instagram account. And we're going to have a Snapchat. So check us out. We'll be right back after the break, and we're going to have a little bit of footage from our time up at Scaricon. Welcome back to Horror Zone 607. Of course, I'm your co-host, Rich. I'm here with your host, Mike. What's going on, guys? And uh, another third of the three fat nerds, Ron. I'm just starting to jump myself into this podcast. Sorry, guys. <laughs> That's okay, because we are here at Scaricon Live. Just going over. It's night one. We've got some pretty awesome conversations and stuff. We just kind of want to give you guys the outlook. I know that it sounds weird that I did a full open when this is going to be like the second segment of the show. But, you know, hey, that's what we do around here. That is what we do. It so, is. Mike, this is your first con, period. This is the first con I've ever been to for any reason whatsoever. Paid guests, no matter what. First one. First one. Very first. <laughs> and how are you liking it so far? I am having a blast in this time of my life, guys. I can't thank you enough for bringing me here tonight and uh, you know, allowing me to do this show with you guys and just have some fun. Right, and Ron, me and you, this is our second one working, and we've been to a yeah. couple fans, but, you know, Hey, you know, how are you liking ScareCon so far, night so, one? So far, so good. I mean, just as good as, you know, ArthurCon and Parahorror Festival. So, right. you know. So, uh, my takeaway, first of all, we have to thank the fine people from ScareCon uh, for having us. Uh, they gave us this nice table. We have, they even uh, gave us uh, these nice covers for the table, <laughs> which my wife, when she comes tomorrow, is going to be kind of like freaked out about because we bought our own uh, tablecloth. But, you know, hey, we'll save it for the next one. Yeah. Uh, so, we have, you know, we're here. We got people all around. We got some people on cosplay. We have a lot of celebrities. We've been walking around, interacting, talking to some people. Uh, so I, I'm just going to start it right off. We had an awesome conversation with Ed Neal from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. We sure oh. did. That was amazing. Uh, 20 minutes, half hour, we were just hanging out with Ed Neal, who, of course, for those of you who don't know who that is, he played the hitchhiker in the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. What a cool guy. Took a lot of time, just told us great stories. It was unbelievable hanging out with him. Him, his wife, and, and their dog. That was that, <laughs> the that, dog was really cool too. I know <laughs> this dog was ready to fall asleep on the on the. On the I think he did pitch. at one point. Yeah, until the table got hit. Yeah. <laughs> but we heard some really cool stories from from him. Uh, that was awesome. Like uh, I, I, I admire the man even more, knowing now what he goes through at cons. Yeah, I mean, really, honestly, we'll we'll have Rich tell the stories after because I don't even feel comfortable with some of the things that he <laughs> oh, said. I, I'm not going to tell all of them, but we can't give them all uh, away. Uh, 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 people who thought they were vampires hiding under tables, yeah. biting ankles. <laughs> I mean, I have never experienced that, and I, I hope I never do. And I thought Ed Neal was creepy. And, uh, <laughs> I know. You know, that guy scared me my entire life, and to meet him, what a what a nice guy, uh, oh, absolute man. gentleman. 
I've I've met very people who were nicer than him in person, and I mean that uh, if he had more, if we I didn't want to drag him away from his booth, especially night one, unfortunately, so we didn't get an interview. But hopefully we'll we'll get something with him. He seems pretty open. He's awesome. And, yeah, he uh, really did. But I will value the conversation we had, and we can you know kind of go over. Like I said, I won't tell all the details, but trust me, he has plenty of groupies. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, he does. His wife is uh, deleting, deleting, deleting. So if you are a groupie of Ed Neal's. Please stop sending him stuff. His wife has to erase, and she's getting calluses. It's not good. <laughs> so please, please, please check it out. She's a wonderful woman. She was awesome, too. Yeah, she was. Yeah. So Some of the other people that we met here, too, uh, Jason Lively, who some of you may remember is Russ from uh, National Lampoon's European Vacation. Yeah, Russ, And yeah. also was in uh, the 80s cult horror movie Night of the Creeps. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he actually walked up to me and introduced himself, and what a nice guy. Oh, he was awesome. Oh, he yeah. was really cool. We came over when you were talking to him, and he was cracking jokes. He oh, was a yeah. super cool dude. Absolutely. Cool and uh, he gave you a, his, uh, Instagram. his Instagram. Do you remember what that is for the listeners? Or you, or you look it up while we talk about it. We uh, we went over, and he was super fun. He was cracking jokes about oh, yeah. people. <laughs> being not, we're, we're media and not in cosplay. And, <laughs> and, and then looking at uh, the kids going, you know, have you seen that movie? <laughs> yeah. It was so good. But what is uh, his Instagram? Because I want to plug him. Uh, he actually he's awesome. had two of them listed. The first one was, uh, I'm just going to spell it. It's E-X-L-I-P-X. Uh, he had another one that was One Lively One. So there you go. If you want to follow him on Instagram, you remember those movies. Trust me, he's awesome. I, I had a great time talking to him. Uh, uh, another long-form conversation we had was with Dr. Rebecca Foster, the medium. <laughs> and that was a fun conversation. Now, fun mind conversation you, she, she did not read us. Or maybe she did, <laughs> but she she still she, talked to us for like twenty minutes. Yeah, so yeah, she I, read she, us. I think, I, I think it was all right. I, I, she she didn't kick me out, so we're we're good. Okay, so <laughs> yeah, she didn't yeah, dive too deep. Yeah. She told us that she doesn't read when people die, so that's good news. Yeah. Well, the other good thing too is she seemed very open to wanting to be a guest on our show in the future. So that could be really really cool. Yes, I hope I hope she does because uh, I, I definitely have her business card. Would like and giving her a shout out. If you guys are looking for a. Uh, uh, medium, you can go to uh, RebeccaFoster.com or you can go ahead and go to her Facebook page, which is God's Reader on Facebook. And she's on Twitter at underscore Rebecca Foster. So check her out. She's a, she's a famous medium spiritual guide, and she's she's doing uh, really well. And, and couldn't be nicer, as we mentioned and before, we, class act. And, we, and we, do, we found out she likes Italian food. Yep. And also clams. So. Yes, yeah. yes, she does like clams. <laughs> so, she was very clear about that. So that that was a really fun conversation to have, and uh, I'm I'm just glad that we got to share that conversation. We also uh, we didn't. I I, I got to admit we didn't talk to him, but we did walk by uh, Malcolm McDowell several oh, times. Yeah. Yeah. Very creepily stared. We did. <laughs> uh, you know, eventually before the night's over, hoping to go up and talk to him a little bit. Um, some other people that were here too that we were right by uh, Terry Kaiser, who of course was Bernie in the Weekend at Bernie movies. Yes, yes. Uh, was also Doctor Cruz in Friday the Thirteenth Part Seven. Uh, several cast members are here from that. Actually, speaking of which, I got to meet. The star of Friday the 13th Part 7, Lar Park Lincoln. Awesome. How was that, man? She was as nice as can be, too. Very, very sweet. Uh, very kind. Uh, really enjoyed talking with her for the few minutes that I did, but she was kind of busy, so I didn't want to linger around. I'm, um, uh, I'm of two minds right now. I'm like, I want to go back around and I want to meet uh, uh, Jonathan Breck before tomorrow because I'm we're doing the Jeepers Creepers panel yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. And also, I kind of want to meet Amanda Weiss, Ken Sagos, and... Uh, Courtney Gaines is over there too. Don't oh forget. yeah, I, well I'm doing something with him too. But I mean, yeah, oh, you're like, so lucky. I, I, yeah. So I've also so tomorrow. If you guys, when you guys hear this, of course it's not tomorrow, so I shouldn't say that. Yeah. So I'm we're here at October 26th here at Scaricon. 
Uh, so when you hear this, it'll be way after. It'll be during our show, which will coming be coming out on a Wednesday. So just know that on the first night, I'm going to try to talk to the people I'm doing panels with. So I'm lucky enough tomorrow to be doing the Nightmare on Elm Street panel at 1 p.m. I'm also going to be doing, which I will be reporting back for the site. Uh, I'm also going to be doing the uh, Cre Jeepers Creepers panel at 4 p.m. tomorrow. And I think at 6 p.m. Is it 6? No, it's noon on Sunday. I'll be hosting the screenings of uh, Children of the Corn and Silent Night, Deadly Night, oh, which we have the stars awesome. from both movies here. So I'm hoping to get to talk to them yeah, as well. I'll tell you what, Luke from our, our site, Horizon 607, is a big fan of the Silent Night, Deadly Night movie. And uh, got some people here from that movie too so so i'm sure that interspliced in this in the weekend i will be because mike unfortunately will not be with us the rest of the weekend unfortunately and i'm bummed about that yeah uh, he had the opportunity to host the rob zombie halloween screening yeah i was offered the the opportunity to host that and uh, i'm guessing that i probably would have been up there with malcolm mcdowell considering that he's the star of that movie <laughs> and was here uh had prior engagement with my girlfriend this weekend, and I love you. <laughs> uh, Let's just put it out there. That's she'll probably never even listen to this because she she doesn't like horror movies. That's 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 that's. Uh, I'll make her listen for that. Just alone. just make her listen for that whole thing because trust me, he was thinking about changing his mind. But yeah, he really, really <laughs> it's supposed to rain and be nasty down in uh, Pennsylvania tomorrow, where we're going to be, and. Uh, to give up that opportunity you know i care about you honey <laughs> yeah i agree and uh so but yeah i'm doing all those so i'm, I'm kind of pumped for tomorrow kind of taking it in tonight i just you know we got to walk around a lot we got to see a lot of cool vendors look at a lot of cool stuff uh energy drinks galore <laughs> oh yeah i'm still twitching <laughs> like still I twitching. Said, I, I, i'm trying to be safe uh, probably gonna get home very safe tonight <laughs> so if the uh if you guys, if you listeners, I'm going to just forewarn. If you if you wonder why there's some spliciness to this segment, probably it's because I'm going to record things all weekend. Uh, this is just kind of the intro to that, but we want to throw that in so you guys get to hear it on Horizon 607. Remember, we want to hear your opinions as well. So go on, find us on Facebook, Horizon 607. Find us on Twitter at Horizon 607. Always use hashtag HZ 607. Uh, any final thoughts going into night one before we go bomb around some more and maybe, you know, meet some more people? Yeah, I, just, I want to meet Jonathan Breck tonight, who, of course, is the Creeper. Uh, even though you're going to be doing the show with him tomorrow, I, again, won't be here, so I want to meet him. Uh, Meg Foster said hello to me before. Awesome. How cool is that? <laughs> that is pretty sweet. She, of course, was in Jeepers Creepers 3 and They Live, among other things. Oh, They Live she seemed cool. all-time favorite. She seemed really cool, so I want to meet her. Uh, I still want to meet Terry Kaiser. Well, we, we're going to make that happen. Ronald, you got, you got any – I mean, we're going to be here all weekend. Three Fat all Nerds are representing all weekend. So we'll be here. Uh, so, I mean, we have ample opportunity to meet everybody oh, yeah, over yeah. the time. But it's just been a lot of fun. So, if like I said, unfortunately, you guys are hearing it after the fact. But next year, you just definitely need to get to Scaracon. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, it's annual here at Turning Stone Resort and Casino in lovely Verona, New York. <laughs> yes. I love how I plug whatever town we're in like I'm Mick Foley. You're like Mick Foley. <laughs> Sheep pop. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think that, that the takeaway from night one so far, just being an overview of night one, is that, yeah, a lot of fun. A lot of cool oh, people. Yeah. Everybody's been very friendly, personable. Uh, I wonder if the weekend getting tired maybe makes somebody cranky, but hopefully not. Yeah, even the people just walking by are having a great time. They're just shaking hands. Shaking hands and kissing babies. Absolutely, Ron's been doing a lot of that actually. Yeah, Ron's, Ron's been like Ron has been like the the champion of the customer service here. He really has. That's the easy part. <laughs> <laughs> I only did it for freaking. 
15 and a half years. Yeah, we uh, got from our table for 15 minutes to go to a, a panel about podcasting. We come back and Ron's selling the store over here. So. Uh, might, might get some original music coming too. We have oh, some awesome. original music possibly We got, we got some stuff lined I, I know what up. what we need to do, Rich. I just play the idiot. I know, I well. know. I, we're not even <laughs> going to go into what you do. We're going to tell people that it was your successful podcasting later. <laughs> but with that being said, once again, we're having an awesome time at ScaredCon. Definitely get here in this upcoming year. You guys are still listening to Horror Zone 607. I just wanted to throw it out there. If you have any thoughts or comments or you want to find out how you can get to ScareCon next year, go ahead and uh, hit us up on our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and everything else has come. Just just search for Horror Zone 607 or at Horror Zone 607. Hashtag HZ 607. Now I'm very pleased to bring you the interview that I was very fortunate to get with the one and only Courtney Gaines. Hey, welcome back to Horror Zone 607, and we have a super special guest here today. Uh, you might have seen him in such great movies as Children of the Corn, or better yet, Sweet Home Alabama, or basically you're like you're like the other Danny Treyu because you're oh, in everything. I wish. You I are in everything. <laughs> I have my own taco stand too because I, I didn't know. And for and, <laughs> and for and I was gonna say and and as he wanted me to introduce him yesterday, he is the greatest actor in this room today. I don't, is in, Malcolm in, McDowell in, in still here? In this podcast today. <laughs> <laughs> the, Courtney Gaines. Thank hey. you, man. Thank you for taking time out to talk I'm to us. I'm in the zone, man. Uh, yeah. I, we made that joke. Of course, you said that, and then Malcolm McDowell showed up. So. Yes, exactly. Who? Yeah, is hands down the best guy in the room, so no <laughs> doubt. Awesome. Uh, right now, as we talk, uh, you are playing on the screen because they are screening yes, Children of the hear, Corn. You can hear Children of the Corn music in the background if you listen very hard by. <laughs> yes, you can hear it just faintly. We like to have an ambiance going when we do this podcast. <laughs> yes. Nothing wrong with that. It was yeah. just the perfect timing. So, yeah. uh, I guess we'll start there. Uh, you know, here we are, all these years later. Yeah. Obviously, people, you know, you're we're here at Scaricon. Yes. People are here asking you about it. So, what are your memories of the movie? All you know, oh all this time gosh. later. The memories of the movie. <laughs> uh, the first thing I talk about to people is, you know, uh, we'd have our trailers right on the you know, sort of one side of the car, but you have to go through this like walkway to like the big, you know, where they had the open space, and it was like. For me, it was like getting like sort of like geeked up for a football game. By the time I would hit yep. that area, I would just be like ready to go. Oh yeah! yeah. Oh yeah! You know, like game on. <laughs> That's. Uh, the, I remember seeing the explosion. For me, it was like you know my first movie to see a huge explosion was pretty amazing. You know, oh, I could only imagine. I stayed up all night, and got sick because it was cold out, but I wanted. It's like I gotta see it, it's explosions. Yeah. So you know, and uh, I mean, it's the first movie, so you're like just trying to prove you belong, you know. So I guess we're talking about it 30 years later. So I guess I did okay. I I guess you did a good oh, awesome yeah. job. Easy. I guess I did. I, you know, like people have always said, you've haunted their nightmares for a while for that role. So for sure, for sure. That's always. I remember when you know horror was obviously not a, as popular as it is now. And I remember this uh, critic on uh, a local critic in L.A. on ABC just panned it, you know, and said like. I read my lines like I was reading a laundry list or something. Like it was really mean, right? It was like my first movie, but I always say like, well, if I got into people's nightmares, into their actual dreams or whatever, I must have done something pretty good. And I'm oh, like, yeah. I'm still here, and he's not. So yeah. <laughs> I guess I did okay, you know. Well, you know, horror's always been a niche thing. So it's like there's always the detractors. It's never been popular on the on the uh, critic side. Cer I mean, it's certainly back in the '80s, but but man, it's so mainstream now. Oh I yeah. Mean, I mean. I mean, when any, you know, it's, it's TV mainstream now, yeah, yeah, so yeah, that, right, that right. tells you how far mainstream it's gone, you know? 
Well, on top of that, we also have Halloween making, what, a hundred and some million dollars Well, so Halloween far. is the second biggest holiday now behind uh, Christmas. So, right. Yeah, so yeah, that, the that, movie itself. The, oh, the, the, Halloween just, just came like out. 70 million. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The, the, the opening weekend, and now yeah. they're over a hundred million. Yeah, I mean, that I mean that brand, you can't, you can't oh, lose, yeah. basically. But uh, it's, uh, you know, it's, yeah, it's mainstream as mainstream gets now. Uh, I, I know we do, we do horror here, but I have to be amiss. One of my favorite movies that you're in of all time is Colors. Oh, Colors. Yeah. <laughs> Colors. Colors. Yes. Colors. And you know how many people haven't seen that movie, which I'm surprised in? You know, it's, 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 you know what's weird, though, is how many cops have seen that movie. <laughs> I mean, I'm not kidding. I, I, I've been told by more than one cop that the reason they became a cop was they saw that movie. <laughs> and one guy told me a story in L.A. because every L.A. cop has seen it. I've been, I've been, like, you know, pulled over. I've been looked at on the street, come here, and then they're like, are you, you know, they're not sure if it's the actor or I'm a gamer. <laughs> it's like, but um, this one, this one L.A. cop was telling me a guy saw it in Sweden. And was and moved to L.A. to become a cop, and he's been a cop for like twenty years. They say he's a really good cop. Really? I mean, what would make you go? I want that action right there, man. I want to go into the hood. Like, you know, I want to leave Sweden and go to L.A. Like, right. And be a cop. And like, be a cop. To do that. But in fact, he did it, and in fact, he was good at it. But in that movie, was inspired him to do it. So. Well, that's, that's great. A, that's awesome. How, how was it working with uh, Robert Duvall in that movie? The best. I mean, uh, especially a young actor. Well, I was always. And still am a huge fan. He's like pretty high on my list. And so, but that being said, you go in and go, okay, is he going to deliver this time? Is he going to mail it in? Or what's he going to do? And he, uh, from the beginning to the end, he was just a class act. We had a big table read down in East LA, actually. And, you know, it's a, it's a pretty big cast, like 150 some odd people. And of course, everybody's going to want to meet him. So he was very smart. He was at the door and shook everybody's hand. So that is, set the tone and got all that out of the way so we could get to work, right? Yeah. Brilliant. I'm like, wow, if I was ever in a situation like that, that's a really smart move. And then the last, the big death scene he does at the end, that was actually his last scene. And I was right there, you know, very close to see it. But, uh, you know, it's like four in the morning and it's, it's, uh, it's you know, it's cold and, you know, it's, 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 you know, it's dirt. And they call him in to do the scene. It's a big emotional death scene. And then... They didn't shoot. They didn't shoot. They had lighting problems. And I was kind of just shocked that they would stall Robert Duvall for like an hour on such an emotionally prepped moment. Oh, yeah. And they finally came up to him and said, okay, we got it done. Whenever you're ready to go, he's like, I'm ready. And then he just kills it, right? He just kills this scene. And I came up to Robert and I was like, dude, that was like a kid. I was like, dude, that was rad. That was amazing. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I wish that was my close-up. I don't have another one in me like that. Like he'd been holding it up. Yeah. And he just, boom, you know. But the fact that he was even humble enough to say like, yeah, kid, that was my best. I don't have another one. And they did other they did other versions and he was very good. But what they did is they ended up taking that, that wider shot and blowing it up into the close-up. If you notice, you'll see it's a little grainy. Uh, but it's so powerful. And you leave notice, it almost looks like there's like a light when he like leaves his body. Like they didn't do that. This is like some magic yeah. that happened, you That's know, awesome. at that moment. So he's just, just a, and, he sh- and again, shook everybody's hand at the last day when he left. Just class wow. freaking act. That's awesome. That's great. And I mean, like I said, I've, I, it's funny because I've always been a fan of that movie. And like, it's weird when I talk to people and they're like, I haven't seen, I've never seen that movie. I'm like, see that movie. What are you doing? It was, it was the first you know, gangbanger type movie that was at all realistic. I mean, I, having grown up in Los Angeles, you know, in tough neighborhoods, when you see movies like Boulevard Nights and things like that, they look so cheesy. They, they, they didn't wear the right outfits. And yeah. I, was, I was like, oh, they don't know. They don't know, man. And finally, you know, Dennis Hopper lived in um, a really rough part of Venice Beach, California, called Ghost Town, where there's Bloods and Crips. And that's why when he got approached with the script, he said, I'll do it, but I want you to make it about the gangs, not just a cop movie. And so it was really his impetus that had that, that happen. And then it's just 
he made sure it, you know it was real. You know, it was like you know yeah. how the guys really look, and that's why I was excited to be in it because I knew it was going to be the first movie to really reflect what was going on in the gangs in in East LA and South Central LA. Absolutely, and like I said, it, it it really did look amazing. amazing. Yeah, it looks a little '80s dated now, but at the oh, time yeah. it was like hardcore, the most hardcore horror gangbanger <laughs> movie of its time, no doubt about that. Definitely, definitely. Wow, uh, can you hear that in the background? We're like chanting, <laughs> it's like getting, getting, getting raucous back there. I know. I mean, I, I think you ripped everybody into a fever on the screen. Apparently, apparently, wow. <laughs> it was it was perfect timing. Uh, so, what? I, I, what was your favorite project that you've done? And yeah, been it's on? an impossible question. I know. Like saying, yeah. like, <laughs> name your favorite child, right? It's like, right. Uh, that's what I always say. But if you have to say, like, this memories wise, Memphis Bell was a pretty amazing experience, right? Got to go to the UK for like three months, uh, shot at famous Pinewood Studios. The, the, the guys that made the, you know, the interior of the airplane, the model makers were like, you know, the top notch of you know like they put that thing in a museum afterward. Four, there was four Oscar winning guys and the, the DP. The uh, set, uh, the set design, the editor, and the producer at all won, you know, Oscars. Like that was the caliber of people to be working with. So it was that was like a top notch. Every guy from that movie, whenever you see him, they're like been chasing that experience for the rest of yeah. our life because it was just so good. You know, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. I, like I said, I, 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 of course, like I already told you, I've been biased and been colors, but that's just because I, I love the movie. I thought that's you were because you're wearing a Raiders hat. That's I know. Yeah, I'm, I'm going straight. Well, hey. You're from California, so I at least I'm. Season tickets when they're in the Coliseum, my ah, friend. Ah, there Back you go. Marcus Allen days, I was there. Oh, so you got to watch the the good Raiders. Yeah, yeah. Marcus Allen was something else, man. Oh man, I, I wish I was there. Yeah, he's gonna hate me because I'm the Rams fan. Uh-uh. <laughs> well, they're doing good now. They're doing good yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, I'll, take, I'll take that. They're giving L, <laughs> they're giving LA a good name at this point in juncture. Yep, yeah. yep, yep. Uh, so, being here at Scarecon. You've gotten to meet a lot of people. We talked to you, me and my buddy Mike, who's the, the host of the show, yeah. talked to you on Friday night. We had a little nice little candy conversation for 15 minutes. I just want to tell you, you were awesome. Like, you're just, just you're well, one of the nicest. You're one of the, no, seriously, you're one of the <laughs> nicest people I've, I've oh, met. Thanks, you're man. great. And uh, I'm just happy that you sat down with us. Well, you know, I, I always say I have no tolerance for people who come to these shows, you know, celebrities, uh, and are not happy to be here. Because I'm like, the job description is you sit at a table, people come up to you happy to meet you, and then pay you money to sign your name on a, on a photograph. If you can find a better job description out there as a job, <laughs> let me know. That's that's like, true. Like go lay bricks for a living, pal. That's a real oh, job. This is this is the easiest gig in the world. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, come on. It's like you're getting flattery for like three days. Like how bad is that? You yeah. know. <laughs> well, you may. There's occasional persons like you should have done this. Yeah. Well, yeah. Sure, you're sure, like, sure. eh, I'm whatever. Just, I'm saying all in all, I mean, people are happy to see you. Most oh, people in jobs deal with rejection, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely, absolutely. And bitching and moaning, right? Oh, Definitely. So this is like the easiest job in the world. So don't don't. Don't act like a jerk. And, and, you know, if I meet somebody I'm a fan of and they're a jerk, I never want to see their movies again. I swear to God. It's like, because all I think about is that dude was a jerk, you know? So it matters. Like, I don't want someone to have a bad experience. I mean, somebody drove three hours or something to come here. You don't want to, like, blow them off. It's like, come on, let them have have their 15 minutes. Because I know when I'm really excited, I want to say what I want to say. And I want it to be heard. So I try to do the same, you know? Absolutely. Uh, So what do you got going on now? What What are you working on? Um, or, or be out soon, if you yeah, will. Yeah, there's a few things like basically out right now for Halloween. One is a movie called uh, Deadly Crush, and that's out on Amazon. Uh, another one's called Camp Colebrook, and it's just I think it's just played at Shriek Fest, so I think it's coming out pretty soon. Um, then I have a short, and the reason I mention this is because it's kind of extraordinary. So it's called Goodnight Gracie. It's only four minutes long, 
it got into uh, uh, Stitches, which is like the biggest European festival last year at this time. And since then, it's been in 90 festivals, which is like an insane amount. Wow. Oh, yeah. And it, it got picked up by AT&T, and they're putting it on a bunch of streaming it on a bunch of platforms on the 30th. Oh, okay. So, it, it, so it's a good. It's a really good little short, um, but it's it's just done gangbusters. I've never seen anything like it, to be honest. So, but if you get into stages, that's like getting into like the Sundance of horror, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. You, you're going to get in a lot of other festivals. But the fact that it actually got any kind of release for a short, that doesn't happen every day. So oh, that's that's phenomenal. So those, so there's those, and then uh, non horror. I did a movie called The uh, Silent Natural. We can hear me saying Outlander now. Outlander. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I did a movie called The Silent Natural about the first deaf uh, Major League Baseball player in the late 1800s. Just shot that in Kentucky this year, so I'm not sure when it's coming out, but that's a cool story. And then I just did a, a, a comedy called Welcome to Pine Grove. Uh, just one scene, but I got to work with Anne-Margaret, Ellen Bernstein, and Jane Curtin in one scene. That's wow! Awesome. Oh man! That's amazing. So that that one scene is is that's phenomenal. Yeah. It was just it was just yeah to get to work with three icons like yeah, that oh, was, yeah. and they were all very cool and, and had a good time. But it was just that was why it was worth doing just to go hang out with them and say yeah. I worked with them, right? Oh, that's so, so great! Yeah, that is awesome. Uh, once again, Courtney, thank you. And where can uh, the the fans find you to get a hold of you online? You on the social medias or anything? Uh, the, I only have a Facebook fan page. That's it. So yeah, you look me up and you'll find it. Um, oh, one other just horror movie I want to mention that oh. I'm in the oh, yeah. process of finishing uh, is a movie called Candy Corn. Candy Corn. And, uh, it's kind of had a lot of hype on it, but uh, it's taken a while. We got a little caught in the middle with our funding. We had to re-raise some dough, but we're getting close. So it should be out next October. So right. look for that next October. I think it's going to be a pretty yeah, good Yeah, I think I heard about a little bit about the, f- the funding mess up with that one. That's yeah, why I, I think I we forgot I think you we're back on actually. track now, yeah. though. That's awesome. If that's coming out next year, we'll definitely be on the, all about that. Right on. Absolutely. Once again, we want to thank you. You're, you're awesome yeah. for sitting down with thank us. Thank you for just once again, <laughs> I've, I'm a huge fan, and it's just an honor to have you on, man. Well, I was just doing my time served here. I was told this was my <laughs> probation. So. Uh, well, you know, <laughs> that, that little bleeping thing on your ankle, exactly. we, had to, we had to tone that out so you, you know. <laughs> well, even, All right, no, thanks, guys. Even, no. even, even better than that, we were supposed to work together on this screening, but unfortunately, I don't know what happened there. Yeah, man. What was that <laughs> snafu? I don't know. Yeah, uh, they, 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 we they, walked they over there and guys us. like, this, this, guy, this was supposed to start at 11. We're like, no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. It's on the schedule for noon. It goes to 11. awesome thank you so much thank you so much all right welcome back to horror zone 607 you just heard a little bit of what we experienced at scaricon this past weekend uh right now what we're gonna do is we're gonna have a little talk with the man himself rich who was all over the place over the weekend had all had his hand in everything that was a big that was a big introduction for me usually i'm used to the introduction <laughs> yeah yeah and you're better at it than i am too typically but i mean you you were everywhere this weekend uh you had your hand in every panel it seemed like you had interviews with celebrities as you just heard with courtney Gaines. we met a lot of celebrities we we had a great time it and, was it uh, was a busy weekend it really I was, was. I, I i did laps and as a fat guy doing laps of a big <laughs> hall like that is crazy but yeah, I got I got really blessed to do a lot of awesome stuff. Uh, wow, I, I don't know where to start with with how awesome you, you it was. were able to do all the pan- all the important panels. You really let's did, it, with, with, it with the exception of the Friday the Thirteenth yeah. panel. I would have liked to do the Friday the Thirteenth seven panel, but that was just going to get greedy at that point in juncture. Yeah, uh, that was the only that's the only that was the only one that I didn't do that I really would have liked to do. I, oh, actually, you know what? After our talk with Ed Neal, that doing the Texas Chainsaw one would have been awesome too. So that would have been only, cool. Those are the really the only two that I didn't do that I you know whatever. But I did make the joke to Ron because he was in the car and with me all weekend that um, 
I'm becoming like the Chris Hardwick of Scarecon. <laughs> yeah. Only that's... without only without the, you know, allegations. But, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. That's Derek. Derek. No, that's true. Yeah, from the three fat true. nerds family, if anybody's gonna have any allegations, it's gonna be Derek. That's why <laughs> that's why he's already signed over his rights to us because he doesn't wanna yes. get us in trouble. So it's probably smart. Give well, a shout out. You know, you didn't know where to start. I've got a place for you to start. How about we talk about the biggest one of them all? Nightmare on Elm Street. The first one I did too. Uh, yeah, that's all right. So to set the to set the mode. I've never moderated a panel in my life before this past weekend. Never. Oh wow. Uh, I've done you know very limited interviewing. Uh, other than you know my my podcast is basically like here where we're just talking. We're you know we all know each other. So it's fun. However, like. I, we we did AuthorCon and I did some interviews there, so it kind of got me into interview mode, and I, I didn't do too bad. I felt, and then I was asked to moderate, and at first I was like, "Ooh, I don't know what I'm going to do," and then I got the list of the things. So instantly, the backstory to this would be when Tom, who was the guy who was running all the panels, came and was like, "Hey, listen, here's what we have. What would you like to do?" The thing that jumped out at me first was there's a Nightmare on Elm Street panel, and I was like. I want that one. And Derek, who is a huge Jeeper Creepers fan, was like, I want, we, we, you know, do that one with me. So those two ones we were already trying to set ourselves into. And the Friday the 13th one I wanted, but it used, ended up between me and another guy who does a podcast that, that my buddy Ron's going to be on his podcast. And he, uh, he ended up was like, I would like one of those two. And he preferred the Friday the 13th one. I was like, all right, well give him that one. I'll take the nightmare on Elm street. I think you made out pretty well. Yeah. Well, I, I, like I said, if I had to pick one or the other, I was, I was taking nightmare. It's my, it's my favorite franchise. Uh, I've always said my favorite horror movie of all time is still Halloween. My favorite franchise of all time is nightmare on Elm street, just because it's just the era I grew up in. And it's, it's awesome. I just, so to make a long story short, I get there nervous as hell. Ron can attest to that. Uh, I didn't know what I was going to do. There was really no direction because the the people who the organizers that were running the show, once again, thanks to JV, who is the big organizer for Scarecon, uh, he respects podcasting and as an art form, and didn't want to tell us you know what to do because he just wanted us to go out there and paint our own masterpieces, if you will. And that's awesome to have somebody that doesn't want to be completely in your business, wants to let you and trust you enough. And it also is nerve wracking because you have enough rope that you can hang yourself. Yeah, too. that's all on you. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So you're like, it's cool to have artistic freedom. It's also like, eh, well, if something goes wrong, it's all you. Yeah. So I was nervous. I got over to the side. There's a nice candid shot. I know. I think I put it up on Horizon 607 as well. If I didn't, I'm sorry. I'll throw them up there because I have a ton of pictures. Don't but throw I, up. No, no, not, no. Oh, I, I, honestly, <laughs> almost did. I almost did. There was a point where I was like, and I don't usually get that when I'm like, Kincaid almost got it. I was like, I was like, well, before it was well before I almost threw up. Uh, but thankfully, thank you, Monster, Monster Energy Drink had me so lit that morning that I had a coffee and I drank like two monsters before I went on at one p.m. Yeah, so that should tell you how 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 quick that was. And thanks to those guys, by the way, oh, you yeah. kept us awake. Oh yeah, and trust me, it, it got by Sunday we were tired because we had no sleep uh, until I hit the car. <laughs> and he got, he Ron got, spent a lot of time sleeping on the way up and back. Uh, yeah, and every that trip. was just Friday. No, 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 every trip. It was every trip. trip. Was every trip. I wasn't there on Saturday and Sunday, so I missed out on so, that. So five minutes into the car, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So there's a candid picture of me standing at the side of the stage with uh, Amanda Wiss, uh, Kensa Ghost, and Lisa Zane. 
and I got introduced to them and we just sat there and chatted for a minute. It was really cool that I, I don't remember if it was Ron or Derek or my wife or whoever took the picture. It's a really awesome picture. It's one of the pictures I like. I mean, you can't see, it's not like a close up picture, but the fact that you see us talking before was like, to me, it was my favorite picture of the weekend because it was, it was a really cool moment. I got to meet them. Uh, the one thing that I, the only thing, by the way, I didn't ask what questions I should ask the, and you'll find this funny. The only thing I asked them is how to pronounce their names. <laughs> so that's how I know it's actually Amanda Wiss. Because she said it's, it's it Wiss. Yeah, so did I. It's Wiss like Miss. And that's how she told me. And then Sagos is what you see, or what you say goes. So say goes. Say goes. So that's All how right. I remembered how to say their names because they gave me those little things. And it was awesome when I said them right. And they're like, yes. Because, <laughs> you know, then I get on the stage and now I'm in front of 300 people. There's easy. Like, that's crazy. Easy. easy. There, there, was, there was, every seat was filled and then there was people standing. So there was probably more than 300 people. And they're all standing there and they're waiting for this. This is 1 p.m. This was prime time. And they're waiting for this moment. And I get up on stage and I go into my instant ring announcer thing that I've done before. And I'm like, you know, hey, you know, you ready for the Nightmare on Elm Street panel? And they're all like, yeah. And then I'm like, okay, if you guys don't get louder, I'm not even going to bring the guys up. So yeah. are you ready for the Nightmare on Elm Street panel? Nice. And then it goes real loud. And I'm like, all right, here we go. So then, you know, kicking into being uh, doing some in that ring announcing, I, you know, introduced all the cast. They came up and then we sat down and I started talking. And I've, I've even said the first 10 minutes of that, I was nervous. I was fidgeting. I was moving stuff around. I ended up going from having the microphone in the stand to taking the microphone out and holding it. Uh, but... About the 10-minute mark, I got real comfortable, and it was mostly in thanks to uh, Ken Sagos, because he is hilarious. Oh. Uh, that panel, I asked them all about, you know, their favorite moments. You know, what I you know, I asked Amanda Wiss what it was like to work with Wes Craven, because out of everybody on the panel, she was the only one that, like, worked hardcore with Wes, because he that was the only one that he directed fully out of the first six. Yeah. So he, she worked hardcore with him. She told us all about uh, the her death scene in the house and how they came about. I mean, if you watch the the, the documentary that they have out there for Nightmare on Elm Street, it's amazing. Yep. Yeah. It's an amazing. It's five hours long, but it's and amazing. It was worth it. It's yep. worth every minute Very of it. I, I agree. You can see actually the picture she talks about because at one point in juncture, the room. If you watch that, you know what the I'm room talking. flips around. The room, yes, yeah. is on an axis, so it flips. Well, it was the same room that they used and just redressed it for the Johnny Depp. Yeah, scene, exactly. She talks about that too, but as it as it was around she was the only person that was flat the whole time so the co-stars like the the, the guy i can't remember his name that was in the room with her the the young oh, man oh the the biker guy yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. he was i can't I for, remember I, his I, name. I forgot it his doesn't name. matter he was he was <laughs> he was strapped into that bed yeah. So he was actually upside down as that thing flipped. Yeah. And as she right. went, she was completely on the ground. But because of the disorient or disorientation of like how she was looking, she started to think she was falling because obviously shooting a scene, it takes a while. And so at one point juncture in that, and what it brought me back to the documentary is one point juncture, there's that picture in the documentary of Wes Craven sticking his head into the room. And mm. she told us the story about how he stuck his head into the room. And she was like, listen, calm down. You're safe. You're fine. You're all, you're flat. <laughs> she was like, it's disorienting. And she, he was like, okay, all right. Well, you know, not much longer, you know, and it was very nice. And then all of a sudden he looks around and goes, oh man, get me out of here. I, I'm freaking out. And he gets <laughs> <Yeah>. out. So, <laughs> like, it's crazy. But that's it, why like, you're the actor. I'm the director. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ken, Ken Sagos shared some shared the story and just wants to let our listeners know and everybody in attendance that people forget this. He was the first black man to ever survive a horror movie. That came straight <laughs> yeah. from him. Good for you, Ken. Yeah. So Ken Sagos, and he's right, he was. He, I, I say that all the time to people. <laughs> uh, 
then he's an inspiration. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I talked about their death scenes, obviously, and I talked about Ken's ghost death scene coming in four. And then, of course, Lisa Zane, I had to be like, well, you didn't have a death scene, but you're the only person on this panel and pretty much the only human who could ever say they killed Freddy Krueger. Yeah. So, yeah. so she talked about that and her experiences, and all of them shared. I had all, of course, I'm going to have them on stage. I had to have them share their experiences with Robert. And they all put Robert England over like he's the greatest thing since sliced bread. Not only is it an amazing performer, but he was so nice. Uh, Amanda Wiss was funny because she was like, you know, and they all shared, they all said the same thing about him. You would be sitting there and you have long shoots. And of course you feel bad for Robert because he's in the full prosthetic, but he never complained. And he would sit there and just talk to them and talk to them about things that were going on in their lives and coaching them through things and helping them with things that were going to come up in their career. And then literally, like, when it was time to go, boom, he would become Freddy. Amazing. Like it was, But they were like, it was so weird because he, they were like, you know, there's the famous picture from the first one where it's him wearing a Walkman and then the kids sitting or standing around him taking yeah. a picture. Yeah. They were like, that's how he was. He was just super, like you got used to, he was like, it was hard to be scared of Freddy because you knew it was Robert and you just talked to him. And when you would talk to him, he would be in dress on set because he couldn't get out of it. Yeah. So he was, she's, they were like, it was hard to do that. We turned it over to Q&A. You know, the crowd asked some good questions. But, you know, it was overall, it was awesome. By the end of it, I was, like, pumped. And I was still super, I was, like, shaking. Because everybody told me, and people I didn't even know told me how well I did. Because, I mean, you're coming off a stage and there's 300-plus people. And as I'm passing, they're, oh, you did awesome, you did whatever. Of course, they posed for a pic, the panel picture that I did put up. Great so picture. It was awesome. It was a selfie. I should have had the sound guy take it. But yeah, I, you were I, the only one that was kind of missing from the picture. Yeah, yeah, it's, we it's, got half a rich. Yeah, if anybody wants to know what rich face. looks like, we got half a rich. Well, you can see the, in the other pictures, I got smarter. Except for except for the last one we'll talk about. I got smarter and didn't do selfies. I had them take the picture. I had the sound guy take the picture but nice. that one i had i did myself just because it was fun and i had a great time with those guys so all those guys big ups and uh kevin Sagos has an awesome uh charity yes it's called give back yes and uh we'll put a link on facebook because i don't have the information with me today because i left it at my house but it's called give back you can look for it and uh, what he does there is he gives he takes donations non-profit he, he even puts money all the stuff he made at the at the uh, event uh, he actually he he takes half of it to rebuy shirts and all that stuff, and the other half goes to this foundation. He pays for kids to go to school, book bags, clothes. He's put yeah. kids through college. Uh, and a couple of the three of them, three of the kids that he's been worked with the longest, had just gotten PhDs. So yeah, he's an amazing, like I said, not only yeah. is he funny and entertaining, he's an amazing human being. So that's cool. I, I got to meet him, and that was it was awesome. I regret not meeting him when I had the opportunity. Actually, oh, I didn't get to meet any of the three of them oh, while I was up such there. A good man. Yeah. All three of them were very nice, like yeah. pretty personal. Lisa Zane was available oh, every man. time I walked by, and I just for whatever reason didn't stop to talk to her. But <laughs> I kind of regret that. Well, you know, you're talking about how amped up you were. You finally felt comfortable. You were doing good. What happened next? So we had a little break because that was at 1 p.m. And I was done about because all the panels were about an hour long. So uh, I left there. And two hours later, we were back for the Jeepers Creepers panel that featured uh, (laughs) the creeper himself, Jonathan Breck. And, of course, Meg Foster, who was the co-star of A Jeepers Creepers 3. But you guys might know her from a little movie called They Live or as Lords Evil of uh, Lords of Salem or also Evil Lynn in the Masters of the Universe movie, which yeah. I, I brought up. And I I'll get to that. about yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, so did I until he mentioned it. Oh, my it. God. Yeah. So she always I, I never when I was younger, I didn't even realize who she was. I always knew her by her she eyes. Was, in, was she in Leviathan? 
Yes. Yeah, she was. I yes, she love was. Leviathan. She's amazing. <laughs> She's been in so much stuff. I remember exactly. Oh my god. All right. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. So it was a little bit a little busy at four o'clock. They their table was backed up. Actually, both of them had a great table. All all oh, yeah. all con. And uh, so we get there. They're not there because they're backed up. And I'm hosting it with Derek. Derek does not like horror movies. Uh, we make fun of it on our podcast all the time, but he loves Jeepers Creepers for some reason, with oh. that being said. He loves it, like, to no end. So this was his dream. So we go up. There's nobody there, so I have to go address the crowd. Hey, listen, there's, you know, they're finishing up a line. Then they'll be over. Don't worry. And mind you, it wasn't as many as the Nightmare panel, but it was still like 250 people there. It, it was a lot. Pretty and there were still close. people, and of course, walking around, there were still, you know, like I was saying 250 in the seats. That's why I said yeah. 300 plus, because the, the other one, they were standing. I can't count how many people are standing. Yeah. But in the seats, there was about 250. So there was a few empty seats, not many. And then there was people, of course, walking around. So it comes down to it and i go up and i'm like hey you know my name is rich and this is derek we're from a podcast named the three fenders podcast which got a laugh which is fine and you know hey check us out we're whatever whatever and we're moderating the jeepers creepers panel with jonathan breck and meg foster and everybody's like hey and we're like okay well unfortunately you know they have a line they're gonna be right over so now to kill time i'm gonna tell you guys dad jokes and it made them laugh i didn't really do it i'm like i, I'm like, I promise i won't tell you but give me a minute we're gonna go make sure get them over here good to go and everybody's like appreciative of it so we're sitting down to do this and i'm in this first seat and derek takes the last seat (laughs) i get up and i walk off the stage and derek's not behind me so i turn around and i'm like and he's just looking at me like he's lost in the headlights so i walk back up to the stage and i'm like i'm like uh are you gonna come off the stage he's like i can't move out of this seat I, i can't i can't get up i'm like are you kidding me you can't move he's like no i'm like all right well let me go check on them in the meantime uh tom who we know who is also doing a lot of the panels like putting the panels together he um came by and he comes up and he starts talking with derek trying to like whatever it was, you know, he. we're not going to talk about what he talked about because I told him not to talk about it, but whatever. So I finally get Breck and Foster over to the stage because they finally have no line and we're talking. Come back up, kick Tom off the stage, you know, and introduce them, you know, give him the big whatever. Uh, Meg, Meg comes up, I hold her hand, help her on the stage, and, and she goes to sit down. Jonathan Breck does a pratfall and falls on the stairs. And it's the funniest <laughs> thing ever. He did it on purpose, but I helped him up. I pulled him up, and he comes up on stage. And they were such sweet people. Meg Foster, like, she, she was very soft-spoken, so it was hard to hear her. I mean, I was sitting next to her, so I heard everything. But she was awesome, gave a little, a lot of tidbits. And Jonathan Breck, man, the one thing I can take away was, A, he's entertaining. But, B, he loves the character that he got to create. Yeah. Yeah. So being the creeper is his thing, and he loves it. And that was awesome. That being said, that was supposed to be my last panel of the day. So I was supposed to be done. But it wasn't. But it wasn't. I go back over by where our table was, and I'm talking to, uh, to a friend of ours that, that are the or- one of the organizers of the uh, AuthorCon we had just done, and we're sitting there chatting, and all of a sudden JV, the head organizer of the, the ScareCon, comes over and is like, hey, we don't know where the moderator for the Paranormal Activity panel is. 
can you get over there and do it for me, please? I really appreciate it. If you can't, you know, it's all right. But if you could, that'd be awesome. I'm like, absolutely. So I go running, literally. And you could ask if yeah. it was a dead sprint through this thing to get over to the other side. And then, mind you, the event center at Turning Stone is rather, turning zone, yeah. yeah, it's rather large. The event center is, is large. Yeah, yeah it's it was a pretty big, big area. place. Yeah. We were all the way in the back. And we were on the opposite side where the main stage was. So we had, I had to run across, I ran across, and I introduced myself to uh, Katie Featherston, who is the star of. Paranormal, Paranormal activity, activity and the sequels. And she's amazing. I talked to her and her agent and we were sitting there talking for a minute and, you know, told her, you know, I was filling in. They were like, yeah, we don't know what happened to the other person. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, I don't know, but I'm going to take over. She I was, she was like, all right, are you, are you good? I'm like, yeah, I can ad lib. And she was like, well, I made a movie about ad libbing. So I guess we're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. So I go up, introduced her. She came up and it was just me and her on stage. There's probably like 200 plus people in front of us. And we just start talking and she turns instantly. She turns it on me. She instantly goes, listen, before we get started I, I just want to ask you a question and i'm like okay go ahead and she goes have you ever watched these mo- have you ever watched my movies and i'm like yeah absolutely i've seen all of them well except for the last one she goes oh good i wasn't in the last one so it doesn't matter <laughs> so it was great i sat there and talked to her and it was cool to hear the perspective of how they made paranormal activity and how it was like a true team effort it wasn't just a writer it wasn't just a director it was literally a team effort and they were responsible for coming up with their lines ad lib and their backstory ad lib and oh wow yeah they yeah that. I did not know that I I didn't know that either until I did this and talked to her and she's such an amazing person like I really put it over on on the uh, all of the pages that we do I how awesome it was to you know be with her that's the only other selfie I did because it was just us two so it was easy to do a selfie so did the uh, demon ad lib in that movie too. I believe I it did. Know, yeah. I believe the demon was. was well, they, they used a real demon. That's a real documentary. Right? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. It's, it's real fun. It was real. She was telling it was a real story. Girl. I mean, that's impressive. No, uh, she was. She was saying, and I mean, I don't know. You probably know. I knew this part, but she was telling everybody that the reason why we got the ending we got to that movie is because Steven Spielberg got to see an advanced copy and hated the ending. Loved everything, but hated the ending. So they went back and shot the ending. What was the they original shot, ending? The original ending was the cops coming in and shooting her. Oh, I don't, oh. I don't know if you remember that. That was the original ending of the movie. Oh, okay, yeah. I and think so I vaguely remember that. that. That was one of the ones extra. Now, mind you, they shot yeah. five endings of that movie. Okay. They only shot one ending originally, and that was the one. And then they came back and had to shot shoot four more endings because Spielberg was like, that first ending was horrible. Just so, I don't know how he saw it. She doesn't either. Just somehow Steven Spielberg saw an advanced copy. They showed him a screening, huh. and he was like, this is the worst ending. So they went back, and they shot four more endings. And we saw, I think, four of them. There's three or four of them on the bonus DVD. But how does, there's one of them that's never been seen the light of day, she said. It, it's not bad. How does Spielberg even... Yeah, like, this guy just... He, he's so prominent you know he's Steven he just Spielberg, sees brave. everything yes give this a pass well, you, uh, <laughs> give a different ending to paranormal activity well you no uh, you think about it like people know each other in hollywood i'm oh, sure yeah, that yeah. i'm sure whoever was working on that movie might have had a relationship with steven or and that was just like yeah. and it was just like hey would you check this out By the and way, i don't know i don't know if he watched the whole movie neither does she but she just knows that she he hated the ending huh. so he was like it was good <laughs> the ending sucks and of course, if Steven Spielberg tells you your ending sucks, you change your ending. Yeah. Like at that yeah. point, you're like, okay, I got to change my ending. But uh, no, there was one, I don't know if it was on a DVD or not, but there was one she was telling about how she climbed, was climbing on the ceiling. They had her in a harness and she was climbing on the ceiling. I didn't see that one. Yeah. So uh, I don't think that, I think that's the one that never saw the light of day. She was like, it was the most uncomfortable thing ever. 
I can imagine. Uh, it's the one, of course, that we that most people know because it was the, it ended up being the theatrical, and the main one was he sort of throws the guy at the the. The camera. the camera yeah and of course she told us how they filmed that which is interesting because they they used a of course they just used a ripcord on him with the harness uh-huh. but they actually you the way you see it as her throwing him is not the way it was filmed it was filmed in reverse so he's actually getting yanked away right. yeah so I they pulled they were pulling him out that's how they filmed it instead of throwing him in but it, of course when they did it they did it in reverse so it looks like he's coming in right. so it was nice. really cool so she was she was she was telling us about that i was like oh that's awesome and like a bunch of the other stuff that was ad-libbed in and then having to learn new things doing the sequels because after they started going on with them jason bloom and his writers decided that like okay we have to like have like a bigger story yeah. which is fine I understand it, but she still had was she was like going from being like completely involved to being an actor was a little different, but fun because she didn't have to worry about all the stuff. Mm-hmm. So it was good to it was cool to meet her. Nice, oh, I bet. And you know, one last thing that we'll talk about before we wrap up the segment here. You also we just heard a little interview that you did with a certain somebody. Courtney tell us Gaines? how that went. Courtney Gaines. Oh man, Courtney Gaines is amazing. Uh, me and you met him night one Friday, Friday night. night. And he, he was, was amazing. super chill. We, I think we talked to him for like 15, 20 minutes. Uh, I felt like it was an old buddy I hadn't yeah. seen in a long time that I ran into in a bar. At first, at first, and it's nothing against him. He was nice the whole time, but at first it was weird because like he was just like cool, like he was talking to us for a minute, and then we were going to walk away because we figured he was busy or whatever. And then he like noticed our media passes, and well, all of a sudden it was like he was like, "Oh, media! What do you guys do?" And then we started telling him, and he's got into it. And then literally, like he opened up, like That's it was originally a five minute conversation, off. and then all of a sudden that five minute conversation turned into a twenty minute conversation. Right, and I actually told him, "Well, you know, I don't want to hold." up or anything here he looked over we were the only ones standing yeah he goes oh well you know this huge line over here yeah he's <laughs> so good he was so good he was amazing and uh he he told us that we should that if we when i did i was supposed to do a thing with him on sunday that ended up getting canned but they did the screening of children of the corn and me and him were supposed to go up and talk about it and somehow that got whatever but it is what it is neither me him or i were upset about it which made room for our interview on sunday right. that we did with them so that was perfect timing because i during that interview they were playing children of the corn uh they wouldn't have been doing that if we were introducing children of the corn yeah uh, so that was that was perfect. But he was uh, he told us that day that he would that introduce him as the best actor ever, like I do in yeah, the podcast. And then he goes, "Wait a minute, Malcolm McDowell's here." Damn. <laughs> so he had some good Malcolm McDowell. So stories. he has some great Malcolm McDowell stories. We'll keep those under hat because you know we like we we like Courtney a lot. We do. Uh, but he was, I think, he was the second longest conversation we had on Friday. We talked about a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Speaking was of original, some the stories that actors have, Oof. boy, let me just tell you, one of the people that have creeped me out my entire life was the hitchhiker in the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre played yeah. by Edwin Neal. Well, Ed Neal was at this thing, and he was one of the first people that I believe we talked to. Oh, man, he was and so nice. When we walked up to him, not only was he a nice guy, but I believe he also asked us what the media passes were about. And oh, that he joked the conversation. with us. We joke, he joked with us about being the fake media. Yeah. He was oh, like, oh you, guys, you guys are one of those fake media guys. Fake uh, news. Yeah, fake news. It was so funny. Like, he was a really nice, and his wife was super nice. We talked super about nice. it. His dog was super nice. Of course, you, you guys hear about a little bit about it in the segment that we played, segment two, where we're talking yeah. about, we, we recorded live at ScareCon uh, on Friday night. But, like, to go into more detail, he was, like, he was sharing, like, some crazy stories. Like, they asked me what the craziest thing I've seen at a con was, and I'm like, well, I've only been to a few that I've worked at, so nothing. So they tell the story. 
story about that I just I, we mentioned in that segment where there's uh, girls hiding under the table and think they think they're vampires and biting people's ankles. They told us that, and then they told us all about how like people would come in, like bikers would come in, and a biker's wife was trying to get him to sign her, her boobs, and he's like, yeah. he's like he's like he's like holding on to the top of the pen because he doesn't want to get his ass kicked. Is what he was telling us. Um, he had great stories. And some how, of the, the groupies that he, people had given him or were trying to get from him. To, they wanted some person wanted him to cut their hand open with his his knife because he yeah. has he has he the knife has that the he knife. used in, uh, in Texas movie? Chainsaw. Yeah. yeah, that that switchblade or that razor blade yeah. that he had. He still yeah. has that knife. And he said that somebody wanted him to, and he's like, no, absolutely, no, absolutely not. not. That's not. Yeah, that's gonna cause. And trouble. then he yeah. had like, he had like a nineteen year old girl tell him that I know you're old, but I still I'd still bang you. <laughs> not <laughs> not in those words. You know, we're trying to keep this a little more PG PG thirteen, yeah. if you will. So not in those words. And his wife's like. You know, I'm getting calluses on my fingers, deleting all these messages these groupies are sending. Wow. But his wife was such a nice woman, man. It was she really awesome. was. Uh, very, was very nice too. people. I, I, I the dog we, was great, too. The oh, dog yeah. was great. I was kind of playing with the dog a little bit as we The were dog was away. the king of the con. Like, at some point in juncture, it was just, they like, they took it off the leash. And he was, like, very well behaved. But, yeah. like, he was walking, like, and going. People were petting him. Like, no, no her, kidding. Him or her. I, I shouldn't, yeah. I shouldn't no. assume it was the dog. I was going to say, I shouldn't assume the dog's gender. <laughs> but, it was a boy. Uh, also, uh, I, we only touched on it briefly in that segment. We talked Terry Kaiser for like 15 minutes. Yeah, but not about anything movie related. No, and here's the thing. And you didn't that. ask him if he made roles. No, no, I did not ask him. You know, this is why Rafe has never been on the show before because of things like that. Yeah. Folks, you're going to get used to this guy and you're going to hate him immediately. So, yeah. no, I actually, he thanked me for, for what I brought up. Yeah, tell uh, him what you brought up. It was awesome. It was so, fun. You know, we're just having small talk with him. Uh, nice guy. He was actually on his cell phone watching the Knicks game. We talked a little bit about sports and whatnot. And then I actually looked at him and I said, you know, I got to tell you. My favorite thing you've ever done, I love you in the Bernie movies. I loved you in Friday the 13th, Part 7, as Dr. Cruz. I loved all that stuff. And he kind of gave me this weird look like, okay, where's this going? I was like, weirdo. You know, about a couple years back, <laughs> the Oakland A's fans, for whatever reason, started this thing where they were doing the Bernie dance in the stands. And it was helping bring the Oakland team back. It, it kind of helped bring that team to the playoffs. And the Oakland uh, franchise invited him out to throw out the first pitch at a baseball game and so i brought this up to him and he just kind of stopped and looked at me and he lit up like a christmas tree and he actually thanked me he's like oh my gosh i can't believe this i i, I can't believe I, I i forgot about that he was i'm so glad you brought that list. up it was on his bucket list to throw it's out a baseball. it was on his bucket yeah, list yeah and he was talking about how when he went out he laid down on the grass and he started twitching his elbow and then started twitching his shoulder well he, and, start, he was start humping the uh the that mound. Too. that's he was telling us how he's humping the mound <laughs> and, and i'm like thinking back, goes, i remember music, watching all this. music comes from your pelvis he was like all dancing oh, no. <laughs> it, was, it was so funny to talk to him he was so he's such a nice guy man. and i don't know that that conversation wouldn't i think it would have kind of been one of those awkward hey okay we'll see you later you know it's mm -hmm. nice to meet you and then we ended up with, like it was a good 15 minutes that we were talking with him that's interesting he seems like a very intense guy for some reason but i don't know and yeah know. super nice Just an average super guy. That's awesome. yeah. it was some maybe of it's these, the eyes i don't know I, I don't know what it is some of the people we met were way like way not like cooler than what i ever thought not saying that i didn't think they would be cool but like you know like you, they go to a lot of these things and these guys they were just like really especially with us at least i don't know about everybody's experience but they were so nice and they oh, were yeah. so giving they i really don't know were. if we could have gotten that on record 
because <laughs> you know sometimes yeah. you whatever but it was a lot, a lot of fun that was a great moment yeah, yeah and you know just real quickly just to shout out some of the other people that we did meet that were amazing jason lively who people may or may not remember night of the creeps he was in that but he was also the second russ in the uh, national lampoon's european vacation he was phenomenal he actually called me over because i think he was bored and he saw <laughs> that i made eye contact with him i talked with him for i don't know a good 10 10 15 minutes um, again, Ed Neal, Courtney Gaines was amazing, Terry Kaiser. Uh, talked to Lar Park Lincoln, who was Tina, the, the survivor girl in Friday the 13th, Part 7. Uh, she actually walked up and introduced herself to me. I was, I was standing kind of next to the table she was at. Uh, she was really sweet. Didn't talk to her long, but... Um, again, Meg Foster, you know, she kind of said hi to me as I was walking by and asked me how I was doing. I was kind of nice. Uh, Jonathan Breck didn't get a chance to talk to him long because he was so busy, but, you know, obviously you did, Rich. You got to spend a lot of time with him there. He's awesome. Um, nice guy. Um, and then the the last person we want to mention, we had an unbelievable conversation with her, and uh, it's somebody that... Um, it, you know, celebrity, but may not have heard with her. Heard of her? Um, she's a paranormal, or not a paranormal, but a psychic. Clairvoyant. A clairvoyant. She is a medium. clairvoyant. A Midwest medium. medium. Uh, her name was Doctor Rebecca Foster. Yes, yes. And I've heard that name. You talk about yeah, an awesome she's, person. She's, she's she's popular. She's super nice. She oh. was really nice. And at first, I thought that it was just another fan and that was standing there talking with us. And then I realized she was behind the booth there. And what a what a friendly person she oh, yeah. was. And she confirmed that Sasquatch is real. <laughs> she did confirm that Sasquatch is real. Uh, she can, she ghosts can read real. them. Ghosts. She can feel them. She, ghosts. She, her, her ghosts. Aliens and Sasquatch all real. Vampire. Uh, vampires not so, so much. much. But vampires I, I, did, I did tell her to have that conversation with Ed Neal because he had a very different take. <laughs> <laughs> she did have a good laugh about that. Uh, we're hoping to have her on in the show and actually yeah. in the future. She yeah. was very, very, uh, very giving, very yeah. giving, and I don't even think that we asked her to be on the show. No, I think that she, she offered, was just like right? I would she, love she, to be on the she show. She offered, and then I double checked again later on the last she, day. That offer still stands. Yeah, she man. said it. she yeah, have yeah, her definitely, card. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, I started following her. People call my people. Yeah, well, I started following her on Twitter, and I sent her a message, and she wrote me back saying that she would absolutely love to be on the show. So we're hoping to have her in the near future. Uh, We're going to be reaching out to her, and you guys are going to love her. You know, if we get the chance to have her on. What we'll do is because she never met Rafe, we'll have her read him. That's probably a good idea. That would be interesting because she never met him. She met us. She She did. So so she 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 already knows. She already knows that that Ron's got lust in his eyes. I'm just (laughs) yeah, Ron. Lust. I I was naughty, naughty boy. I wasn't the only one. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Just because you're both one's married and one's in a relationship, I'll just leave it there. Yeah. Well, listen. I didn't do. I did not flirt with her. I did a little bit. I did not flirt with that (laughs) young lady. I did a little bit, but just because she was so friendly. I really oh, you, enjoyed you, talking you, with her. I, I wouldn't. I no, would not no, mind no, no, no. standing around talking with her longer. She was. She was. You were very professional staring. Right I was at very her professional. Eyes. I did look at the eyes. She I did, did the whole time. He did stay laser eye focused. <laughs> I really did. I maintained eye contact. <laughs> That's what you're supposed to do when you talk to her. Ron did not. But what a wonderful lady! And no, she's amazing. Yeah, can't wait to have her on the show eventually. So, Rebecca, if you're listening to this, can't wait to have you on here. So, any final thoughts today, guys? Uh, final thoughts. Who's who's first? This was your first con. Yeah, it this was is my first, first con. con period. Nice. Not just working. Just so, what would you con. say about the experience? I cannot wait to go back. Whether I'm invited back as uh, it media well, talent, you can or if back. I just yeah, get to I go mean, back as a fan, I can't wait to do another one because it we'll, was. It we'll was have to check out the uh, Monster Mania Con at Cherry Hill, New Jersey, at some point. That's the one you've been to, correct? Yeah, that one's cool. 
I, yeah, you met Bill Mosley there. Bill Mosley and Lynn Shea. And I, I don't want to count uh, the, the chickens before they're hatched. But first of all, thank you to JV and all the organizers oh, yeah. at ScareCon oh, for yeah. having us. And especially in such short notice, like we filled in for a group of people. So, the, you yeah. know, it was awesome that you guys invited us. And not and only that, they rolled up in every way yeah, imaginable. Bumped, yeah. So thank you so much. Thank you for giving me the opportunity. And from what I understand and what I've been told, that they were very happy with my performance. Uh, and our performance as a whole, but my performance moderating panels to the point that I may or may not be getting an invite to do Scarecon Boston. So oh, uh, amazing! I'm hoping that that happens. That'll be happening in June. Uh, cool. But even if not, I'd be more than happy to get the invite again to Scarecon in, in, in Verona next October, September, October. Usually they do it at the end of September. Yeah, it is usually a little so, bit earlier than this year. It was nice how it played out close to this close to Halloween. We do know that we're already invited to our second family. AuthorCon is no longer author con as of next no. year it will be changing to the oniana sci-fi and horror festival oh. and we are we have the standing invite uh not only that we are sworn to secrecy because we already know a few guests <laughs> yeah we already have a few guests our what great, lovely people they our, are our great the way. friends denny and tiffany they're who great. we love them dearly trust me we really do and the, the feeling is mutual it's like a family it's so awesome we were blessed to meet them when we did for author con and now going forward with sci-fi and horror fest it's going to be awesome. Trust me. When we are able to tell you, which will probably be around January-ish, January, February-ish, January, yeah. February when they announce it, it's going to be awesome. because really is going to be cool. They have an awesome lineup. And once again, we will be, we will probably more than likely be back at Scaracon, definitely in, in Turning Stone, and hopefully, hopefully in Boston, because that would be awesome. So I'm going to be reaching out. Uh, I am friends with JV on uh, Facebook oh, now and such. No, so I'm, I'm sure you, you, after what you have, guys did, you'd rather have us than yeah. a couple other people there. Yeah, 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 <laughs> I not, cannot imagine not, that you won't be Let's not throw shade, brother. Let's not throw I'm shade. That was fun. I, I did make the joke that I was going to have a rider next time. So I want blue, <laughs> I'm on my own dressing room in blue M&Ms. I'm joking. It's just a joke. But. We got Jennifer Hudson here, ladies and gentlemen. brown M&Ms. I, yeah. next, next time I want to be the one that inter- interviews Malcolm McDowell so I can tell, ask him why he snubbed me. Yeah, he kind of snubbed all of us up there that night. I promise I won't do that. If you're listening, it's just a joke for the podcast. But yeah, I didn't get the I didn't get the chance. I did not get the chance to interview him. That was the two p.m. He was up. Oh, I got to introduce because at the yeah. end of the Nightmare on Elm Street, I said next up is Malcolm McDowell, and everybody ah. everybody clapped. Yeah. So, but his agent did say, you know, I can get him to say hi. Uh, to you. Yeah, his, his agent said he can get him to say hi to me. Hello. I did not take I did, I did, I did not take advantage of that because no. I was like, nah, I don't want to bother, man. But his agent was an awesome person. I'll tell yeah, you he that. was a nice we, guy. we talked to him a little bit. They yeah, we talked a, to him more than Malcolm. Awesome. Had, well, I, I was there all week and didn't talk to Malcolm once. I, the only thing we shared was a head nod to each other. Yeah. We were walking by. He looked at me, smiled. I looked at him, smiled, and we nodded. And that was it. There was no there was no whatever. We did make eye contact, though, so we're now we're best friends. Because uh, <laughs> we made eye contact, but... Uh, no, seriously though, he uh, he was you know I'm not gonna take anything against him. He's busy. He had a he had an amazing line all Saturday. They they had people like they had to like release them for like like there was a line and then they had a secondary line and they had to release as this line moved they released more into the other. Oh no, no kidding! Like that's Jeez. how long his line was. I'm glad that we were up there on Friday. Though. Yeah, or I'm you, glad you, I was there on Friday. You I know what? Say. Friday. It, it, I'm going to tell Talk you people a golden this. opportunity. Saturday, if you go to a con, get the weekend pass, okay? Oh, Especially yeah. like a scare con or a monster, any kind of con. Get the weekend pass. I'm going to tell you why. 
and go the first night. The first night there's not it's never busy. It's yep. I mean there's busy, but it's not like packed. So you you'll get all the access and you'll get a lot of and this is for for, for fans, not just for not for us. You will get access to talk to these people longer cuz like if you want to say listen for instance, so the, the people we Saturday met Saturday morning too. Yep, yep. So what you do get there early. Yeah, but for Friday night if you want autographs and stuff, go get your autographs Friday night and you will actually get a chance to talk to these people because they have more time. You're not like yeah. crammed in. With that being said, do that and then come back on Saturday for all the panels and stuff. Yep. Because Saturday is going to be all your main event panels and screenings. Pick the ones you want and make sure you do them because it's fun. And there's a lot of people at Scaricon who had that down and they were making it happen. And trust me, go to go to night one and when you want autographs and stuff. You don't have to wait as long and you'll have access to that celebrity for, you know, it might only be five minutes or so, but you'll actually get to talk to them. Yeah, we just happened to get lucky when we were there. We got to talk to people for a long time. Well, that's because we also had media passes. We like, did. I, I got to give, give it up. There is a little there's a little magic in that media pass. There really was. I did not expect that going into that that that's what was going to happen, but oh boy, did it exceed my expectations. I was all for it. Yeah, um, night one into uh, into morning one essentially and even like the first morning of the con really is usually great because I remember going to MonsterCon, we there was nobody in the room with the actors. Like we had our free pick and we could go and talk for you know however Look at that. long yeah. we're giving you guys we're giving you guys like lessons to go by because trust me it is it, it's that way at pretty much every con even no if it's lines. bigger because nobody because usually the friday night starts at like three or four and it only runs until like nine so there's only like five hours of the con yeah. like our when we were at there was only what four hours i think doors yeah. open at five, five yeah. so yeah. like a lot of people didn't even go because you have to work on friday etc etc they're going to go on saturday and sunday which saturday and sunday are busy right and so get get your stuff in and you can meet everybody you don't have to wait as long a line like i said yeah. you'll have more time you know and, you'll have actually time to strike up a conversation well, yeah that's one of the things that surprised me i always thought you had to pay to even meet them and that's why i was a little standoffish with going up to them at first until jason lively called me up and then i realized you don't got to pay to talk to them that, you can just walk up oh, have yeah. a conversation we, they're amazing we really should have tried to get that, that kind of, the, him yeah up. we should have the, that media pass man is a gold it was a golden ticket, ticket. Yeah. And the reason why is because they well you know you're on a different level too uh first of all they don't want to piss off anybody in the media <laughs> But secondly, oh, secondly, what ends up happening in this more is that they realize you're kind of on their side, if you will. I don't, I mean, you know, that like their side, you're but you're like, person. you're, yeah, well, but not only that you're a creative person, but you're also like there at like them working. Like, yeah. so like just like your job, like your job, you and your workers have a, a certain bond with them. You're a worker there too. You, they know you're working. So they're not, you know, they're more likely to like to have that you know water cooler if you will conversation with you because yeah. you know in between you know and it's not that they won't with fans because trust me we saw plenty of fans talking to those guys yeah and having that really good access to them but at the same time with us they know that we're not paying really i mean occasionally you do if you really want to see something but they just know they're going to have a real cool conversation interaction and then we're somebody it's like me is going to come back almost thing you know yeah you, you it's um, like carnival it's like carnies yeah and they yeah, really they know that they can smell their own and they know yeah um everybody's doing the work so yeah Mm -hmm. it is and and convention life is just like carnival life like they're going city to city and you know they meet different people and we're just the newest ones they meet what's really cool too is when you start going to these things they actually will form relationships with Mm -hmm. certain people and they'll remember you you know that's yeah we have that's the coolest thing about it yeah according to games i have a feeling it's going to remember us oh yeah so this is the second one we've done and we've uh, we've always walked We've we've <laughs> we've walked we've walked away with really cool relationships. So you're oh, absolutely yeah. right, yeah. and it's it's fun. And it, like I said, I can't say enough. Even as a fan, I would go, but 
this experiences are great. Like, yeah. If I, I told somebody, I, I one point during the show, I'm like, it's not about downloads anymore. It's not about anything that I've done in doing this. It's all about the fact that like this led to this. Like doing that Nightmare on Elm Street panel alone was like it's payoff. I I don't have to do a, a million downloads. Yeah. I can be like I sat on stage and moderated <laughs> this panel. Yeah. And I'm it, being it did serious. An like, job with uh, like it. I'm seriously. That's how it is. I just I've I've thought that. I mean I mind you. I'd love a million downloads too. So guys, keep spreading the word of Horror Zone Six Hundred Seven. Like us, share us. <laughs> Follow us. Do everything. Do everything you can think of but, with us. But tell with that friend, being tell said, your mother, tell your aunt. But don't right. do that. Well, <laughs> that, with everything you've said about you know getting to do all this stuff, is we've done it in pretty good record time too. Yeah. For just being a small little, starting off with just three fat nerds. Oh, yeah. Pod into all into helping you with Horizon six oh seven. Obviously, seven seven months yeah. from the time we start. Well, actually, five. We got booked for AuthorCon. <laughs> Two months into being a yes. podcast. Nice. No kidding. By, but by the time it came, we had been a podcast for six months. Yep. And that was awesome. And then two Hor- weeks later from there, we got yep. booked there. So two weeks after that, we got booked at two weeks. Two weeks to do Scarecon. And somebody had pulled out. And by dumb luck, Horror Zone 607 got to go to one yeah. after two episodes. Well, so. what, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, we, you started up at the perfect time. And I'm like, there's, no way, there's no way I can't plug this at Scarecon because this, <laughs> this is what this is, man. And yeah. it was. It's just awesome. So if any of you guys are listening that we're at Scarecon, thank Thank you, and uh, uh, hope to see you guys soon because we did a lot of interacting with people. So I know there's got to be some of you out there. Yeah, oh, yeah. There's sure. People so. out there. Trust me, the way they've been talking, I was doing nothing but talking at the tables. But you really I, were. I miss, I miss customer the, service. Man. <laughs> that was customer service. Ron was the man. The Nightmare Elm Street panel I really wanted to be on, but I was like, all right, I'll sit at the paddle. You took one table. for the team. So. Somebody had to be there. Well, somebody does have to be there. And it's it's a, ha- you know, it might as well be you, Ron. All right. Well, we're going to be wrapping up the show here at this point. We want to thank you all for listening. It is Halloween when we're recording this, so we want to wish you a happy Halloween. Uh, I just want to thank my guest, Ron, from Three Fat Nerds. I'm sure you'll be back next week. I hope. Uh, welcome, Rafe, again. Hello. Thanks for being on the show, and thanks for being here as one of our co-hosts. Well, thank and, you, Mike. Uh, I want to thank Rich for doing a great job at the convention, for inviting me, and for being my partner in crime here. Awesome. And also, I would like to say uh, there is a rumor going around that the Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are all tainted this year. You can send them to us. Uh, just go to our uh, go to our uh, Facebook page. Yeah. Tell us, and I will give you where the instructions were to drop your Reese's uh candies yep. off to because yeah, instead you of your kids instead of your kids getting poisoned i will take them yeah and i will yeah. be uh, and if i They'll get dispose poisoned of them properly uh, yes we'll just spoil we, we will we will get rid of them in the proper containment unit and kit kat bars kit kat oh kit kat well, bars you heard they're also tainted yep. so kit kats are tainted reese's are tainted you bring all we'll give you the instructions and we will take care of them in the containment this unit. just in m&ms as well oh yeah, yeah. I'll take yeah. Some <laughs> peanut M&Ms. i heard that the peanut m&ms are bad too so just send out just send all your candy to us yeah pretty much in our facebook page so we don't have to steal it from the kids exactly we don't want to have to do that (laughs) all right well thank you so much for joining us here on horror zone 607 we'll see you next week